Hi, my name is Heather, and in this podcast, we're talking about practices and habits that spark a deeper love. Today, we'll be talking to Daniel Wisdom. Daniel is passionate about people. He is deep and thoughtful, while also being fun, playful, and having a skill for accents. He's spent considerable time at the Mission, which is a homeless shelter and recovery program located downtown Salt Lake City. He first joined the program in June 2015, graduating November 2017. He rejoined the program last year and is set to graduate in the next month or two. His decision to choose into and stay in community for his own growth is powerful and courageous. He's been at Missio for the last six years and has been a consistent picture to me of what it means to keep showing up in community over and over and over again. Today, Daniel will be sharing insights about the practice of community. Today, we're joined by Daniel Wisdom, and we're talking about the practice of community. Daniel, thank you for joining today for this conversation. Yeah, yeah my pleasure. My pleasure. So, glad to be here. Glad to have you. Um, so these practices and habits that spark deeper love, deeper love for ourselves and deeper love for God and deeper love for each other. And this one being um, community, just to start out, maybe you can um, share like where and with whom are you currently practicing community? Yeah, so... I am practicing community right now at a homeless shelter. It's uh, the rescue mission of Salt Lake, and it is by far where I spend the most of my time. Um, it's it's an interesting place. There's a recovery program in the middle of downtown where there's homelessness. So we we who join the program we are we live with homeless. We are homeless. Um, and we are in this program to, you know, recover from either, you know, drugs. Um, some of us court ordered. It's it's such a it's such an interesting place. It's it's so full of uh, people. <laughs> it's full of people, and it's it's full of just so much so many things that go on there. So we. It's been it's been running too for I don't even know how many years. It's been a long time that this place has been running. Um, we have a set schedule that we do every day. We have three meals, so I see everybody for breakfast. I see everybody for lunch. I see everybody for dinner, and we have people in the program, and then we have our guests, and we have a chapel, and where you, you can go in and. There's just guests that hang out there, especially right now in the winter months when it's cold. It's really full and really packed in there. Um, and so as you can imagine with how many people, like I am surrounded by community all the time. It's it's pretty it's pretty interesting. There's a lot of uh, we we in the program we have set jobs we got to do. So um, I currently work in the dorm and I'll help people provide them with clothes. I'll provide them with towels for showers. And, um, and then we also have like a kitchen, the kitchen runs two shifts, uh, AM and PM. And we bust out meals for the, for the homeless and for us. And, 
our, our, our job is to learn how to recover ourselves and doing that through serving fellow people that are hurt and broken. And it's, it's quite a special place. Hmm. And like you said, it's probably not very moments where you're not, um, not with other humans. It's definitely, a a deep place of community and people and constant in that way. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely, it's like a, you know, just like a, it's got its own like ecosystem, Hmm. you know, when you join the program or you stay, you stay in a dorm with 50, 56 other guests. Um, So there's not a lot of privacy. And then when, even when you get a room, we have rooms, you're still with, uh, other people. Um, there's really no rooms that you're by yourself. And so, so privacy is, privacy is not there. <laughs> there I mean, you have to really be intentional, intentional about how you're, how you can spend, how you can even be private. Mm-hmm. You know, you just, you're just seen, you're always seen and you're always heard. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's just, it's, it's wild. It's wild. Um, tell me about how, like, being in community, like, that sparks deeper love, or, like, where, where it's difficult. Maybe we can start out with how it sparks deeper love. Okay. Yeah, so, I kind of thought of it as, like, exposure. Mm -hmm. Like, you're so exposed to, you're so exposed to other people and everything that they are. And you yourself being in that environment and, you know, being a human being, you also expose yourself to all of that. Um, And there's, there's like two sides of it. But when, when you start to learn being in that exposure, you start to like see a person for the wholeness of who they are. You see their brokenness, you see them happy, you see them sad, you see all those different parts of it. And where it sparks a deeper love is in is getting that full picture of a person. Hmm. Um, it helps you not simplify people. And it, I don't even want to say it helps, but it kind of forces you to not simplify people, um, you know, in, in that environment. And so where it sparks that deeper love is in that not simplifying, seeing that whole person for who they are. And it gives you that picture of, it gives you a more complete picture of who they are. Hmm. You know, you start to learn that, you know, this, this guest, um, you know, might be angry, but they're also dealing with, they're always, you know, standoffish towards you, you know, but they're also in the middle of their addiction. And then you start to learn more that they also have lost like everybody who's been close to them. Hmm. and it really it really does just it just paints that picture of Hmm. of a person and kind of leaves you without excuse to to just simplify them um yeah maybe you can just talk a little bit about what that like how the ease in which it is to simplify somebody or what happens when we simplify versus when you see a full picture of people yeah so um, when, 
when I get to when I get to simplify because I fall into it all the time. I do it. I do it a lot, and I do it with people there. And then as I learn about them, that that simplification process can't happen. It's easy. I can still try to find a way to do that. But what it does is it 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 shuts off. It closes off um, who that person is, and it starts to then make it about just who they are in that present moment. And usually when we do that is it's not a complete scene and it's just a fraction of, of what we're seeing on the surface of what's really going on. And I think that's what happens when we simplify. Mm. Um, you know, for me being an alcoholic and being in recovery, I, I know that like I've been simplified before and what happened for me personally when being simplified by other people is that my world becomes very small and then my beliefs about myself compound back towards themselves and it just creates me more closed off you know i start to simplify and that becomes my identity Hmm. um and it's just way more complex than that Hmm. you know so that's what i'm getting at with simplifying um, people, I have a, I have a friend there too, where, um, he's facing a charge that will impact him for the rest of his life. And it's a charge that many people and I, when we hear about it, we simplify that person to just being that charge and being that, that type of person and getting to know him has taught me so much about how I'm so wrong you know um and it's really more it's really changed a lot of paradigms that i've i've carried and beliefs that i've carried about other people and then that in turn would would did that to myself like i would i would do the same thing to myself so So, it's almost like when you see a fuller picture of who somebody is and you experience them um like separate from that one dimensional reality like it Mm -hmm. sparks a deeper love because you recognize that yourself as it you're nuanced like there's more to you than this one thing or this one name and then that's true too for these other programmers or guests that they're more than one thing that may be the loudest thing that is like seen about their lives but when you have the opportunity to be in this close proximity and community like there's all kinds of aspects that you learn about them and in so doing like maybe the quick judgments or the statements that are made like are just not possible because of that complexity and that closeness and that knownness and seenness that happens yeah yes it definitely it definitely does that you Mm. nailed it on head there well, you said it. I just reflected it back. <laughs> well, you reflected it back correctly. <laughs> um, where is community difficult? Like, you know, I can hear how it sparks, like, that deeper love. And then at the same time, I can imagine that it's it's difficult. So where is where is the that this difficult? Yeah, so community is difficult in the same way that the, the, I said before, where it's like, there's two sides of it. They're still in that exposure, you know, there, there's still that 
knowing stuff about a person and simplifying them. Hmm. And that's when I, that's a difficult thing that I still do deal with, you know, and it's, it's not like me mentioning that it exposes me to the whole person, you know, and, and therefore I don't simplify people anymore. You know, mm. I still fall into that. And um, I fall into that with people that, that I've known that I've, you know, that I've really got to know. And then I fall into that with people that I don't know. Um, and it's difficult for me to then just, I, I, when I realize that I start doing this, I got to take a step back and, and find some way since I'm so ground, like since there's just community everywhere and there's not a lot of privacy, I'm someone who needs to kind of step away and kind of retreat a little bit. And I need to find a way to do that when I notice myself simplifying people. Hmm. Um, yeah. So a, a, another thing that's difficult in community is uh, when you're getting, you get to know people hmm. um, and you, you, you start loving them, you know, and that person leaves, you know, there's a, that, that place, the rescue mission, the program and is just, it can be a revolving door. A lot of the times we get people that come in and go really quickly. You get people that stay a few, few months and then go. And, um, it's really difficult to see and get to know someone and like really get to to see what how beautiful they are you know and how complex they are and then for that person to leave um in any way is kind of hard even though if it's good and you've known them for a long time and they're let's say they're graduating the program that's still hard mm-hmm. and then there's it's really hard too when when people leave abruptly and that that is really in a hard it's really hard. That's mm. one of the hardest things about community for me is the loss that happens. Hmm. And it sounds like that loss can be like for good reasons, like people are graduating and that's exciting and encouraging. And yet there's still like a loss that's felt in their, their going. Mm. And then, like you said, other people just bounce out for probably multiple different reasons. And just, yeah, the difficulty of, of loss in community is just real and tangible. Yeah. Yes. Mm. And you know, there's, there's a lot about community that's really hard, Mm. you know, Mm. another, and another one is just really is seeing someone struggle too, who, you know, um, given, you know, given where I'm at, you know, you get people who you get people who, you know, and love and you see them relapse, you know, and, and they have, you just see the, the, you see another side of the wholeness of who they are and that's that's painful and that's rough to see that in people um, that you've got to know and you've gotten to really connect with. Even just like the difficulty of like being patient with people like I kind of love not that you have yeah. to tell that story but like you're in line and people are, like demanding about like what towels they want and just kind of something anecdotal like that is would be kind of fun. So that would be. Yeah, like... no. <laughs> yeah, you know, the, <laughs> you know, also it's, it's hard is that you're just really close proximity wise to people. You see them every day and 
you know, I work in the dorm and I hand out clothes and I give people showers and, you know, there's, there are times where, um, we have guests that are just so grateful that for what they're getting. And then we have guests that are just completely ungrateful and they ha they are not scared to let you know. <laughs> and it's, it's so hard to be like, I'm, I'm trying to help you, but I want to swear at you. <laughs> I want to say mean things back to you. Like you were saying to me mm -hmm. and, um, because it doesn't feel fair, you know, mm -hmm. and that's, that's a, there's a, you know, there's a big thing in community about that. that sometimes community isn't fair and it's hard to be patient in community too. Mm. Um, it's hard to be patient with people. It's hard to be patient with yourself, but it's really hard to be patient with, with other people too. You just have a clash of so many personalities happening. Um, it can be hard mm -hmm. to slow down and, and be patient with another person. Hmm. Well, those things are so true. I think like, yeah, like resonate even outside of a place like the mission. Like I, I'm, I'm, I'm mindful that that's also when I think about my own self and community, it's like, oh yeah, loss, loss is hard or taking a step breath and back and having a breath and, like trying to remember the complexity of somebody and be patient and yeah and then also yeah that it's just not fair so those things are really really resonant for what it means to be in community like generally too I think Daniel um what would you say that community provides you and those around you with like what do you think community provides provides you with yeah, com community provides me with, me personally, like with a way to be seen and heard, um, to be known, and to not be, um, like, discluded. You know, it's a way, it provides me with inclusion, hmm. um, and it provides me with accountability. Also asked a friend to write down what community provided him with. Uh, he's the same same friend who's who's facing this difficult charge. Um, and I really thought what he wrote down was just was perfect. Uh, he said that the opportunity our community provides him with the opportunity to be honest without fear of retaliation or shame and the support and compassion that is otherwise foreign to him. Hmm. Uh, and this is the real, this is like the first time he's really tasted or just been able to be a part of a community that's, that's shown him that. Um, he's, you know, he has been so um, discluded in the past and this place he's often told me times he's like, he's like, I, I feel like I'm unconditionally loved and I don't know what to do with it. Hmm. And I find like a lot of power in that because I've felt that way before. And sometimes I still feel that way when I'm in, I, when I'm in a good community that, um, that it's there for me. Sometimes I have no idea what to do with what's being given to me. Um, and I, I really love it that he shared that with me because it's just so true. Hmm. And so it sounds like that's also like for both of you, the, 
the thing that community provides you is yeah maybe you could just read that again yeah community provides me with the opportunity to be honest without fear of retaliation or shame and to support and the support and compassion that feel foreign to me that just says a great deal about the community and the people and the yeah like the mission that it provides Uh oh that just says a lot about the community that you're a part of that he can say that yeah yeah he um me and him got really close because we got there around the same time um and you know, he at first he was really he'd be open with me and a few other people, but he still kind of was reserved. There's been a lot of changes with him about just how his attitudes towards things, um, which has been just really great to see. He's really like lighting up, and and I think that that I think that community is what's doing that. Wow. Um, yeah, and I think, you know, on a deeper level, it's, you know, we, we, you know, it's God. You know, it's God, and that's where that community is. It's a faith-based program, and but we're the people that he's seeing every day, and he doesn't believe in God, you know, so he, but what he's seeing is, like, our actions and how we respond to him because what we believe, and he doesn't know what to do with it, and, like, there's that's really beautiful to me. You know that he's he's experiencing this for him like it's just it's just the he's never experienced people that way hmm. and and that enough is changing you know who he is just to be loved on and to be in a place where he can be honest with who he is um is changing his life and just knowing him is changing my life Well, and I loved what you said, too, about, like, learning to receive love. Like, that's, like, that's a huge part of community. Like, sometimes, like you said, in community, it's difficult, and it's places where we can often get hurt. Um, And at the same time, like, when we've been hurt by community, that, like, that clearly you and he both have, and then here's this opportunity where, it's this like practicing to receive love again or practicing to be seen. And in some ways, like you said, you're kind of forced into it. You're not <laughs> just like have <laughs> to see each other. Yeah. Um, so that, that kind of is a good segue into what, what are the practices and habits of community? Like when you see like that goodness emerging through that, um, through these relationships, what would you say are the practices and habits of community? I think the biggest one for me is, is listening. Um, I, I have learned that in my life, it's better to just listen and give ear than to try to have things figured out for other people. Um, and so I really try to practice that a lot is that if people come to me, I just, I'm first and foremost, just want to be an ear. 
and just give them an opportunity to be heard. Um, I don't usually actually offer advice at all unless the, <laughs> unless someone like specifically asks, what would you do with this? Um, which oftentimes people don't really ask that. Sometimes that people just want to just tell you what's going on. Hmm. Um, and I found that that has helped me in a lot of ways be more patient with other people. Um, because, you know, I'm just, I'm just trying to give them space to, to be heard. And, and after hearing everything they have to say, oftentimes too, if they ask for advice, I don't know much what to say. Cause sometimes people are just going through things that I don't, I, I, I am not equipped to give advice for, but I am able to do one thing and that's to give presence to, and just to be present with them in that. And, and on the other side of, of practicing listening to other people, um, being being heard by other people has helped me a lot. Like I like you know, and that's where that's where it started with me to to try to listen to people is because other people showed that to me without trying to necessarily just have things figured out for me. Or we all need to be heard, seen, and known. And and I think that listening is. Um, one of the best ways to provide that with someone and because I've, I've also been hurt and, and it, it changes who you are. Hmm. Um, and you know, another, another big practice of, of community is, is just living life with each other. You know, we, we, everybody there is there for a reason, you know, in, in the community that I, I'm at with right now is just so much of the rescue mission. Like everybody's there for a reason. They're all struggling. And, you know, that's no different from a community with Missio or any other church or just any other place. Like everybody's hurting, but just there, it's so, it's so seen, you know, you can recognize that someone's hurting way before they're actually in a genuinely good place. Um, Cause just, there's just so much hurt there. And so living together and just learning how to have fun um, is another big practice that um, I, I like to do. I like to have fun. I like to talk in accents and make people laugh. Like I just <laughs> like, to, I like to be a goofball. And, and that's one of my, you know, one of my favorite things um, to do. And there's a lot of guys there too that they're just – you know, especially in the program where that's just kind of helped settle some, you know, things that are going on, you know, it's just to kind of have fun and learn how to live together, but like enjoying each other's company um, in the middle of whatever difficulties and struggles that we are burdened with. Hmm. Um, it's it's honestly my favorite part of community is being a goofball. <laughs> um, <laughs> is the, my favorite part for sure. Um, and the, and the last, really the last practice of community is, is it's, it's almost the hardest one hmm. in, in a lot of ways. And, and it's learning to like, let go. It's learning to let go of, of people. And, you know, I mentioned it earlier. It's, it's, it's a struggle for me in community, but it's also, it's also a practice. You know, the struggle is that someone leaves and the practice is learning how to 
accept that and to move move forward. Um, you know, there was I, I was really close with a programmer when I was two months, three months in, and and he left like abruptly, and we we had gotten really close and shared a lot of things, and how he left, it just it kind of it hurt, and there wasn't a lot said about it, um, and sort of learn how to realize that like this is what happens not just at the mission even though it's so easy again it's so easy to see there because people come and go too but you know in before the pandemic i had i had a really good community drew and jess and their family and they taught me so much about community they are so amazing at hospitality in so many different ways and and they they moved and then one of my best friends um, moved to Colorado. And so, and it was like right around the same time. And that, that was really hard for me. And I never, I didn't, I didn't practice letting go very well at that time. And it really affected me. I, I you know, cause it affected me in the way that if I'm not practicing letting go, then I, I close myself off to new opportunities, new, new friendships and new things in community, you know, not to say that those friends aren't still my friends. It's just that they're in a different place and we don't have the same time, you know, spent with each other. Um, so that practice for me is, is really hard and it comes a lot with being honest about that absence, hmm. the absence of them. Um, and just to be honest about it all the time, hmm. you know, uh, that it, that it sucks that they're not here anymore. Um, but in order for me to grow, like I need to, to let go. And, and a part of that is recognizing that that, that is a thing of life that happens is people come and go, um, regularly in life that is so wise because you know when when people go we feel we feel that loss and then like you said it's just so easy to like potentially not want to open ourselves up again to new relationships or dive back into community and yeah and maybe there's a time to wait before doing that I'm not saying that that has to always happen but just the the sense that it's actually a practice the practice of letting mm-hmm. go in order to be able to stay open to like current community or new community or opportunities that come. Um, yeah, that's such a wise practice of community. Woo! Woo! Anything else? Anything else you want to say before we... Um... Um... Anything you felt like you missed that you wanted to say? Yeah, I, you know, I think the the biggest thing that I've learned about community is that yes, we can be really hurt by community. And I think that's that's a that is a valid fear because it happens all the time. And the unfortunate but beautiful thing is that's also where we're healed is through community. 
Um, and I think that's the, the biggest takeaway I've learned about community um, just through my life and through through being, you know, especially at Missio too, because this is like the the first real place that I've been to where I've really experienced um, a deeper community. And that um, is... And I think, like, just knowing you, um, yeah, there's... Yeah, this, that just strikes me as true. Like, you keep on showing up. You keep, like, you you were at the mission for, was it 2015? Yeah, 2015 to 20, the end of 2017. 2017, and then, like, you go back, you go back to that community to, to experience the healing. And then, yeah, same, at Missio, like, connection and relationship and then that those connection and relationships fracture and break and then you still like it's just that showing up and maybe that's another practice too but I think that's one thing that feels so inspiring about being your friend um is that you you are resilient in that you keep on showing up and you keep saying yes to community and there's something about like watching you do that over and over again that is yeah it just is so deeply inspiring and encouraging to me and it becomes an invitation for me to do the same in moments where it's difficult or challenging or I just don't want to it's like being connected to you um Mm. is a reminder and an invitation and then it it gives me it gives me that courage yeah well, you're welcome. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. We appreciate. Thanks for you here today, Daniel, and um, yeah, just no, the wisdom that you shared. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Of course. Thanks for joining us today as we chatted about community. Hopefully, it inspired and sparked ideas for your practices and habits in community. Next week, we'll be joined by Katrina McAlexander. Katrina is a third-generation farmer, fermenter, and nurse practitioner. As a business entrepreneur, she diversified the family farm, opening up a wedding venue, brewery, cidery, tasting room with the most epic pizza, and planted a vineyard. She also works once a week in the county jail as a psychiatric nurse practitioner. Katrina's faith and values of generosity and hospitality tell such an inspiring story of the way work can be a place of gratitude and hope. She'll be joining us to talk about the practices and habits of work and generosity. I hope you'll join us.